Amen. All right, I want to introduce you to something this morning called the, it's called the snark. All right, anybody, be, I know Ted saw this thing right away this morning and said, hey, that's a snark. Anybody else? Uh, okay. Oh, very good, Jason. God bless you. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you what a, a snark is. And once you understand it, then I'm going to use it to teach you a principle from the Bible. All right. This is basically a it's a guitar tuner. And uh, I turned it on a little while ago. There we go. All right. So. I don't know. Can you see? I wonder if you can see the picture on there. All right. Oh, the picture's not there. There we go. Can you see that there's a little picture on there? Okay. So what that does, the first, the, the first string and I, right here is the E string. Okay. And you learned something today about guitars. All right. That, uh, now, what this does is it helps me to tune the guitar. Now, there's some people that can tune by ear. I am not one of them. Uh, but so this thing helps me. So you, you, uh, you play an E string like this. And this one, this tells you how close it is. Now, you can turn the knob here and, and you can see that it, it, it tells you that you're off. All right. You can turn it higher and then, uh, I'm afraid to go higher because I'm afraid I'm going to pop the string. So um, anyway, and it does it with all six of the strings on the guitar. And so the here's what I want you to understand, and you probably already know this about music. The same thing is true for the piano, that notes never change. All right? An E note is an E note anywhere in the world. How many of you have ever seen a tuning fork? You know what a tuning fork is, all right? A tuning fork. Now, that's primitive. There's no electronics in that. But the reason that that works is because if you have a a tuning fork, and I think most of them based on middle C on the piano, the tuning fork plays a middle C, and that never changes. Now, the guitar changes, In fact, uh, just from playing it, the guitar can go out of tune. The weather can make the guitar go out of tune. Transporting the guitar can make it go out of tune. We just had this beautiful new baby grand piano tuned. And here's the the, the bad news is that when we figure out where it's going to go and we move it, just moving it five feet could, could cause it to need to be tuned again. Because just that, uh, I could, I, I'll see if I can do it here uh, without causing any trouble to my guitar. But you hear the difference in the string right there? That's just caused by me p- putting pressure on the neck of the guitar because it changes the tension on the string. So the string, the E string is changing, but the note E never changes. So... What I'm doing when I tune the guitar is bringing the strings back into tune with the tuner. It's an, let's see if I can remember, E. No, I can't, so let's give up. I think that's a B, a G, a D, an A, and an E. And um, did I get B? Yeah, B, that's right. Um, I don't don't read the notes. I just play the chords. Um, To tune the guitar means to bring 
something that is changing in tune with something that never changes. I'm bringing something that changes constantly and tuning it to something that never changes. You got that? Okay. We read Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 6. Colossians 2, 6, if you still have your Bible open and your glasses are there where you can reach them, and they didn't fall off. Thank you very much, Brother Freddie. Um, appreciate that. Read that with me. Colossians 2, 6. Ready? As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. The first part of that statement is talking about your salvation. As ye have received Christ Jesus the Lord. I hope there has come a time for every person in this room when you made the decision to receive Christ Jesus the Lord. It doesn't happen accidentally. If I ask you, have you received Christ Jesus the Lord, and you go, um, then I'm pretty sure you haven't. Because if you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, you know that you've done it. Just like if I asked you, are you married? Um, You're probably not. Uh, Because you know if you're married. And if you receive the, the Lord Jesus Christ, you know it. So that's talking about your salvation. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Now, that's something that changes constantly. Your walk changes with every step. Every step changes your location. And every step is different than the last. Nobody paces out. I remember in school they taught us to to pace something off. In other words, you figure out how long your, your step is. And uh, then you can feel, and that's okay for estimation, but every step is different. No, nobody, you know, every step is exactly two feet, six inches and a quarter. Every step is different. I'm saying to you, your walk changes constantly. But what never changes is your salvation. You received Christ Jesus, the Lord. I want you to focus with me on a couple of different words And use the guitar tuner and the guitar to show you the difference between two very different elements of your faith. Brother Rob, do you have that slide? Give me that first word, position. Your salvation is your position in Christ. You're saved. You have eternal life. That never changes. By the way, if you have... um, Listen to preachers or been to a church that teaches that you can lose your salvation. I would urge you to do a thorough study of the word of God and ask the Lord to show you the truth. I don't expect you to believe something because I say so. That's not a good idea. But don't believe something because somebody else says so either. That's not a good idea. I want to know the truth. Hey, if I can lose my salvation, I want to know it. I want to find out about it so I can find out how I... But the fact is, I have, for myself, studied the Word of God, sought the Lord, 
and am firmly persuaded that once you're saved, you're saved forever. You cannot lose it. You are forgiven. You are a child of God. These things are my position in Christ. But there's another word I want you to see, and that is the word condition. Now, going back to the verse we read, as ye have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Your position is your salvation. That's you receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. Your condition is how you're living today. Your position is the the C note that never changes. A C note is the same everywhere all the time. But what can change, you know, when we go to a church... And if we're doing a song where we're doing the piano and the, the guitar together, I will, before we leave the motel room or before, we, before the service starts, I'll tune my guitar using this guitar tuner, the, the snark here. And then I'll get inside and I'll realize, but if the piano's not tuned, then the guitar and the piano are not going to sound good together. So I'll have to forget the real E and B, and G, and I'll have to tune the guitar to the piano. Why? Because it's a whole lot easier than tuning the piano to the guitar. So so I'll go over, and a couple weeks ago, we were in a church where I forgot to do that, and I'm talking right before the service started. I ran over, and I I hit the the E key, which is kind of awkward when people are out there getting ready for church. I hit the E key, and I listened, and that's really hard to be able to hear, but they matched, and Thank God the piano was in tune. So I didn't have to tune this changing instrument to that changing instrument because both of them were tuned to something that doesn't change. The straight, the, the, the notes never change, but the instruments do. Okay? So your salvation, your position in Christ never changes. Never changes. It is more certain and more absolute than the C note or the G or the F or any any other note on the scale. More absolute than that. Your position in Christ never changes. But your condition is changing all the time. You could be a good Christian in the morning and a lousy Christian in the afternoon. I heard somebody make a joke the other day about Latter-day Saints. They said, which, of course, is the name of the, the Mormons, the Latter-day Saints. They said, what exactly is a Latter-day Saint? That is that you're, you're a total reprobate in the morning, and then you start living better in the afternoon, Latter-day Saint. Anyway, um, your condition changes constantly, but your position never changes. Your position in Christ is where you stand with God as a result of your faith in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Your condition is how you're doing today as a result of how close you choose to walk to God today. And as you read your Bible, you see that both of these things are very much a part of your life. 
Your position never changes. Your condition changes constantly. I don't care how hard you work to make your condition to never change. You're going to change. Hopefully you're changing in a better direction. You're growing. You're becoming stronger in your faith. You're becoming more like Jesus Christ. And only the Spirit of God can make that happen. But you, by your decisions, give him the permission to make that happen in your life. Let me give you just quick examples. Your position in Christ is you are forgiven. Your sins are as far away, the Bible says, as the east is from the west. Not only have you been forgiven of your old sins, but your sins that you commit now are not being written down against you, the Bible says. That is your position in Christ. You are forgiven and you will be judged for your sins no more. That's your position in Christ. Your condition, however, is that you sin probably on a daily basis. And your sin puts a distance between you and God. And you may even have unconfessed sin in your life right now. Sin, things that you know that you did as an act of disobedience against God. And you haven't made it right with God yet. Well, that's your condition. It doesn't change your position, but your condition affects you today. Your position, praise the Lord, is what gets you into heaven, and that doesn't change. But your condition today will affect you today. Another position is that in Christ Jesus, you are clean. You are covered in the righteousness of Christ. When God looks at you, he sees you as clean. And yet it's very possible that on a regular basis, in fact, it's true on a regular basis, that every one of us gets stained with sin. So our position is we're clean with Christ. But our condition is we get soiled with the sin of the world. And we've got to bring it to him every day. And that's why the Bible says, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. You can hear in that an ongoing process. Well, that's not talking about salvation because your salvation is your position. That's done. That can never be touched. It can never be messed with. But your condition, we're getting dirty with, with the filth of this world all the time. Our position is cry, in Christ is that we are holy. We are set apart to God. We belong to him. That's our position in Christ. But our condition is that you very well may have been tangled up with this world this week. And if you're tangled up with this world, you're not set apart to Christ. So how can both be true? Because one is your position that never changes. It's an absolute. It's always the same. It's always true. But the other is something that changes all the time. I'll give you one last example. Your position is that you are a child of God. Once you get saved, that never changes. God is your father. You are his child. 
The Bible says that repeatedly. John 1.12, as many as received him, to them gave he power, authority to become the sons of God. 1 John 3.1, behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. You are a child of God. God is your Father. That's your position in Christ that never changes. It's no more or no less true today than it was the moment you received Jesus Christ as your Savior. But your condition, sometimes we live like runaways, don't we? Sometimes we we live like rebellious children. So your position never changes. But your condition changes all the time. Let me give you a couple more thoughts about that. Your position in Christ is based on God's promises to you. And since God always keeps his word, that condi- your position never changes. Your condition right now, though, is based on your obedience. Well, sometimes we obey, sometimes we don't. Your position in Christ is what gets you to heaven. But your condition determines what rewards you'll receive once you get there. Your position gives you constant access to God. Have you ever been a member of something and then you sort of neglected it? You know, with, with the internet and everything, you, how many things do we belong to? Username and password, username and password. And then you think, well, I'm just going to use my same password for all these things so I don't have to remember them. And then you sign up for something else and they say, oh, you can only use one uppercase letter and no extra. And so you say, oh, well, now i got to make up. And pretty soon you don't know what your passwords are for anything. And But you become a member of something. And did you, ever, did you ever, you know, say, I go to Costco once a year. And so you go to Costco, you paid your membership fee or BJ's, whichever. And then you go back after two years and they say, oh, you're not a member anymore because your membership expired. Here's what I'm saying about your position in Christ. It never expires. Your position gives you constant access to God, but your condition may make you distant now the great thing about your condition is it can be fixed instantly but it does have to be fixed you do have to give it your attention your position never has to be restored it never has to be renewed but your condition has to be renewed every day so the great struggle I almost called it this morning the great dichotomy, but I decided not to for two reasons. Number one, I'd have to spend 20 minutes trying to explain what a dichotomy is. And secondly, I wasn't sure because your condition varies so much. And when you do put your condition in tune with your position, it's no longer a dichotomy. So I said, let's throw that out. I decided rather instead to call it the great struggle. The great struggle is to get your condition in tune with your position. Just like any musician. Who was I listening to talk the other day? Maybe somebody here, maybe somebody not. I don't know who I was talking about, about how their dad is in a bluegrass band. Do you remember that? 
and talking. You remember that, though, right? Okay, so first we need to make sure she remembers so I know I'm not going crazy. Because I've rarely talked to anybody that Amy's not there talking with us, too. And so somebody was telling us how their dad is in a bluegrass band, and uh, it's great to listen to him. Was anybody else in on that conversation? Have any idea what I'm talking No, okay. So, and, uh, but how... When they first start out, it's horrible. And then somebody says, stop! And then they stop and they retune their strings. And then it's just the tuning process is is something to listen to. But a musician's constant struggle is to keep their instrument in tune with the absolute. And your constant struggle, Christian is to keep your walk in tune with your salvation. To keep your condition in tune with your position. And I remind you, only God can do that. Let me hit a couple of thoughts real quick. And and it's not, you sound like like you're a long way from the end. I'm not a long way from the end. But I think you'll find this interesting if you listen. Why does this struggle exist? Think about this. Why does this struggle exist? Well, all three members of the Trinity testify to why this struggle exists. First of all, Jesus said that before we were saved, Satan was our father. This is Jesus talking to a group of unsaved people, John 8, 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. But as I just said a moment ago, when you got saved, God became your father. And your old father became your worst enemy. John 1.12, as many as received him, Jesus, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So when you got saved, you changed fathers. And your old father became your worst enemy. Why does this struggle exist? The old father, the new father. Another reason this struggle exists, the struggle between your position that never changes and your condition which changes constantly, is before you were saved, you were controlled by the fallen nature of Adam. Every human being inherits the nature of fallen Adam. By the way, I just saw in a headline this morning while I was eating breakfast that there is some... I think, I don't know where it was, but uh, some scientific report saying that, guess what? DNA says we all came from the same parents, the same man and woman. Uh, That's crazy. But anyway, it's crazy that somebody had the nerve to publish that. But we didn't just get our DNA from Adam and Eve. We got our fallen nature from Adam and Eve. So you have a nature inside of you that when God says tell the truth, it wants to lie every time. You have a nature inside of you, the nature of Adam, that when God says love, that nature wants to hate. When when God says uh, be honest and, and work, that nature says no, I want to steal, I want to get, I want to cheat. Thank you. We have a nature inside of us that wants to do the exact opposite of everything that God says. But when you got saved, a new nature was born inside of you. 
the very nature of the new Adam. Who is the new Adam? The Bible says the new Adam is Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? God the Son. So the Father is a witness to why we have this great struggle. We've got a new father, and his sworn enemy is our old father, Satan. We've got the nature of Adam, the son of the flesh, and then we've got the nature of the son of God, and we've got both natures working inside of us, working against each other. And then the third reason that this struggle exists The difference between our position, which never changes, and our condition, which is wobbly and all over the place and changing constantly. The third reason is because before you were saved, you were controlled by your sinful flesh. Who, by the way, were heavily influenced by unclean spirits. When you got saved... The Holy Spirit of God came to live permanently inside of you. So now we've got a battle between old, unclean spirits of this world and the Spirit of God. Now listen, let me just take a time out and say, in case this is boring you, this may be the solution to just about all your problems. Understanding what I'm telling you and attacking with these things in mind. So, why does this great struggle exist between our position in Christ and our condition which fluctuates constantly? Because there is a battle that is constantly going on by Satan, our old father, and our our new father, Almighty God, and Satan is his sworn enemy. Then there's a battle going on between our nature that we got from Adam and our nature that we got from Jesus Christ. And there's a battle going on between our sinful flesh and the Holy Spirit. Let me just read a couple of verses for you that confirm these things. First John 2, verse 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist. Well, Antichrist is ultimately Satan. That denieth the Father and the Son. Your old nature is constantly at war with your new nature. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And put on the new man which is after God is created in Christ Jesus and true. I'm sorry, created in righteousness and true holiness. Your sinful flesh is constantly at war with the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. Galatians 5.17 The flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. It's no wonder that our condition is constantly getting out of tune with our position. Because we've got an enemy. And he manifests himself in multiple ways. And we are constantly striving to stay in tune with our position. All right? Now we're gonna, I'm going to wrap it up by telling you how to line up your condition with your position on a daily basis. Most important step you can take every day to cause your condition to line up with your position is to go back to the cross of Jesus Christ and start fresh with him. 
What am I talking about? Okay, first of all, thank him for dying for your sins and rising from the dead, conquering sin and death for you. See, here's a mistake that most believers make. We only use the cross for our position, and then we never revisit it again. But the cross has implications on your daily condition. So when I say to you, how do you get saved? Go to the cross. Well, you know exactly what I mean. But when I say, how do you live victoriously? And I say, go to the cross. What does that mean? It means the same thing it meant about getting saved. You go there and you realize that all your victory is found in the fact that Jesus died for you. And he rose again. So you go back to the cross. You thank Jesus for dying for your sins and rising from the dead, conquering sin and death for you. And then at the cross, you confess any sin currently in your life. I mentioned already 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. Now, you go to the cross not just when you have sinned. If you live by the cross, you won't sin as much as you used to. Because, well, let's go to the next one, and it'll explain why. Memorize Bible verses that confirm that Christ that, that you died with Christ. Let me restate that because I messed it up. Memorize Bible verses that confirm that you died with Christ. My favorite is Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's a verse that confirms that I died. My sinful flesh died with Christ. Let me give you another one. Romans chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. I'll be honest. I used to think that that means someday in heaven. It doesn't. It's talking about living with him right now. Christ living through you. You memorize a passage like that, and then you use that passage to help you visit the cross again. You say, Pastor, yeah, but I mean, you said confess my sins. I, I sin like 30 times a day. Then visit the cross 60 times a day. We're not talking about something that takes an hour where you spread out, you know, a big blanket and get down on your knees and you pull out. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about in your heart, you revisit the cross. And I'll say again, if, if, if this is boring you to tears right now, you're not going to live a very victorious life. Because unless you visit the cross again and again and thank him again for dying for your sins. Confess any known sins in your life. And then go back to some verses that you have in your mind and heart. 
to remind yourself and confirm with God you are dead with Christ. Here's another, Colossians 3, verses 2 and 3. Set your affection on things above, not on things in the earth, for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. I took one of my Bibles a few months back and I went through all the epistles and marked every place that talked about being dead with Christ. And I want to tell you, it is dozens and dozens of times the apostles loved to talk about Christ and us being dead with Christ and living through him. Last of all, confirm to God that you are dead with Christ today. You know what that's, that's doing? It is confirming to God that you want your condition to line up with your position. Lord, through the cross today, I want, to, I want my walk to match my salvation. And the only way I can do it is through Jesus Christ because I am dead with him. Hey, it's going to take a while for your mind and your heart to really figure out all that that means. But you'll never understand it until you, with your whole heart, put it into practice. Visit the cross. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Lord, I know, I believe that Jesus died for me. And when he died, my old sinful nature died with him. That's my position in Christ. Oh, but Lord, my condition is that I've got the world screaming at me. I've got sin, temptation, the flesh, Satan screaming at me. And so I need the victory that's only found in the cross. So I want to line up again with the cross today. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Your position, just like this tuner. The the tuner may even change, but the, the C note never changes. The E never changes. And long after this battery has gone dead and this contraption has died out, those notes are absolute. But what changes the instrument, I don't care what instrument you're talking about, it changes. And you have to bring it back into tune with the absolute. And every day, many times a day, you've got to bring your walk, your condition back into tune with your position. Let's pray. Father, I pray today that you would help us to take.